0: bottom like a boss. Want to know more? Go to RonnieWashburn.com now. That's R-A-O-N-I. Washburn.com and find out for yourself what it truly means to bottom like a boss with bossy power bottom where? Oh God, are you fucking kidding me? Do I really have to fucking talk about that shit again on the show? Oh, wait. We're recording. Okay, hold on. Hey there, guys. Welcome to this week's Re-Exposé. Once upon a time, long, long ago, there was a gay, known as Ronnie Washburn, and he decided to create a show called My Gay Exposé Podcast, which is actually what you're listening to right now, but way back when... He didn't really know what he was doing. And if you actually listen back into the early episodes, which, by the way, please don't, (laughs) you can hear how he just didn't know what the fuck was going on and there were times that he actually said things that just didn't make sense and, you know, therefore, the re-exposé segment was born to actually re-clarify some of the things said in past episodes that he basically just fumbled through. And by the way, this he is me, just in case you were wondering. (laughs) All right, so I'm done talking in that fucking third-person bullshit. So here's the deal. Way back when, the re-expose segment was simply to correct my fumbles. But as the show has continued to grow and evolve and just flourish in a direction of really just a place that I still don't even fucking get. But honestly, it's great and keep it coming. Now I'm bombarded with all sorts of questions, comments, and concerns from you, the listeners, when in what started to be just a few here and there, and then I would answer them on the segment, and then they would all, like, go, follow by the wayside, never to be heard from by you ever, ever again. But now as we're getting into this specific time frame right here in this Very moment. And I'm having to maneuver through all of these many questions, comments, and concerns from you, the listeners. Now I'm getting specific topics of conversation continuously brought up over and over and over and over and over over again in regards to specific topics of conversation in specific for season two that you just can't stop asking, giving your opinion about, or just telling me how I should behave in today's society, which honestly, this show is called My Gay Expose, not your gay expose. So let's just get that shit uh, right. So I decided this week to dedicate an entire episode to that re-expose and take six topics of conversation that really lately have just been blowing the fuck up in my face. And I'm really hoping that once I tackle all six of these specific topics this week that all of these questions, comments, and concerns from you, the listeners, will be laid to rest once and for all. But I don't really have high hopes. (laughs) Oh, God. So sit back, relax, put on that condom, or pop your prep pill. And let's re-expose the topic of conversation about my family last week and how... I went the fuck off on how I don't like spending time with them. And then suddenly, one of my family members, shortly after the episode was published, reached out. And what happened? And I'll go over a gay in the life of Ronnie, as well as running your mouth with Ronnie once again, because God, I'm so sick of repeating this shit. (laughs) So hopefully you'll get just a little bit more detail on what both of these are. And I don't know why you bitches don't know what the fuck that shit means at this point. We'll talk about the boyfriend or lack thereof and my new role into the dating world and all the fuckery in between because this is a multifaceted question that comes from all sorts of different angles and we'll go into all of that just a little bit later on. And what happened with that bombshell last week when I came home and my roommate tested positive for COVID-19 and I suddenly found myself not knowing where to go for two fucking weeks. And what did I actually do? And then last but most certainly not least, the biggest fucking shit show of all time known as all of the finger pointing that you threw my way in regards to the grinder themed episode. And I have a lot of fucking shit to say about that. So let's hop into this week's full-on dedicated episode to that re-exposé. You are now listening to My Gay Exposé podcast, a show that unperfectly describes what it's like when life has you fucked in the head while being fucked from behind. I'm Ronnie Washburn, a writer, LGBTQ plus community activist and podcast host who's based out of San Francisco, California. Welcome to this week's re-exposé, the segment in which I take the time to reassess, re-examine, re-explain, restart over, or just re-say shit that I said in past episodes that either you didn't fully understand, I didn't fully understand, or once I re-listened through for an edit, I was like, oh fuck, God. What was I even trying to say there? What a mess. That definitely merits a re-exposé. Or in this specific case, this week, it's all re-exposé. Meaning, these are the five specific topics of conversation that you, the listeners, keep throwing my way. And I just have to say, wow. Like, some good, some bad, some really nasty. And, you know, it's just the kind of dynamic that I've learned to sort of maneuver through. Like, even the hateful shit, it really just doesn't bother me anymore. Because as I've said before so many times on this show, if you take the time to send me a message for any reason, regardless of how hateful it is, that means that I've won because I've officially captured your time and your attention. And that's it. So keep all the hateful messages coming by all means. I don't give a fuck. And by the way, whatever you have to say is so not going to change my mind. I'm still going to say anything that I want, anytime I want, how I want. And there is not a fucking thing you can do about it. All you have to do is hit that unfollow button. You're not going to hurt my fucking feelings. (laughs) And as for the rest of you who continue to shower me with all sorts of praise and adoration, thank you for being the very best part of the show. Oh, God, you guys. Okay, so I'm really hoping that by covering each one of these specific topics that I can really just sort of, I guess, kind of put all of this shit to rest. I do know this. There's one specific topic in this list that I will never fucking bring up again. I've just officially decided that it just won't be a thing because I sort of feel like a little bit mentally exhausted about talking about it all the fucking time, and we'll go into that specifically when we get to that specific topic of conversation, but let's just hop right in. So let's just start with this week's full-on episode dedicated to that re-exposé. Two episodes ago, I talked about how I prefer to, like, spend the holiday season specifically with my chosen family as opposed to my actual family members. I got a lot of fucking people questioning this position. And I kind of just, I mean, you know, here's the thing. I feel like this is maybe one of those situations where I just understand what it is in my specific life and maybe you just don't understand. So therefore, I felt this was the perfect opportunity to sort of clarify why this is my mindset and why I think the way that I think in regards to my specific family. And I don't want you for one moment to think that I'm a fucking cold-hearted bitch. <laughs> I can be sometimes, but in regards to my family, I'd want to make one thing very fucking clear. I love my family. I will say it one more time. I love my family, but my family and I don't have a good relationship. And let me explain all the reasons why. I mean, first and foremost, this starts with my mom and dad specifically. Like my dad left when I was three and then really just was never a fucking part of our lives. I mean, I remember... When I was like, fuck, I want to say elementary school-ish, like the tail end of elementary school. And like my dad used to come get us every other weekend. And then there was just like a stretch of about like two months where he just didn't show up. He didn't say anything to my mom, didn't call her, nothing. Like me and my brother just sat there excited waiting for him to show up to take us for the weekend. And then he just never came. And I mean, this kind of went on and on and on. And as I grew into my teen years, I just came to the stark realization that my dad was just not a fucking part of my life. And that's just the way it was. And even to this day, as I mentioned before, a couple episodes ago, I really just only ever saw my dad once a year at my son's birthday parties. And then when COVID hit and we kind of stopped making a big deal out of social gatherings for my son's birthday parties. He just didn't show up at all. And I haven't seen him in honestly, like, fucking four years. And then in regards to my mom, again, both parents, mom and dad are so fucking hardcore Christian. And you guys, I'm not just saying Christian. I'm saying, like, Christian. Like, the strictest and most pushy Christian that you could ever possibly imagine. That's my parents'. So I think because my brother and I grew up in this dynamic where it was just shoved down our throats, we were only allowed to watch like two television shows growing up, like all the shit that all my friends were watching, like we weren't allowed to watch. And for stupid reasons, like I remember specifically my dad, or not my dad, excuse me, my stepdad told us we couldn't watch the fucking Little Mermaid because there was a witch. I'm like, what? What? the fuck it's a fucking goddamn disney movie for fuck's sake but yeah we weren't allowed to watch the little fucking mermaid like just stupid shit like that like i remember there was one specific time in my childhood my stepdad put his foot down and like i guess the 4th of july landed on a sunday and like my one of my friends dads wanted to take like me and some of my other like little small circle of friends like, away for the weekend or something. And my parents said, no, because you have to go to church. It's just all kinds of, you know, it's just, it was, it was very that. And, you know, growing into the church and, like, knowing the whole time that I was fucking gay, I just knew because of how strict my parents were that I wasn't allowed to be that way. And it wasn't a thing and I couldn't be that. So when I finally fucking came out of the closet, you can imagine how hard it was for me to actually come out to my parents specifically Truth be told, I don't even think like I ever officially told my like real dad. like my mom and stepdad found out by accident on Facebook. I've gone over that so many times on this fucking show, I'm not going to revisit that one again. But I honestly think that my dad only found out I was gay because of like social media or like Facebook or whatever, because like I just, you know, came out and I just didn't give a fuck anymore, and I just started posting shit, and there was a part of me that, like, maybe cared but didn't really give a fuck, especially considering my dad wasn't a part of my fucking life. So who the fuck cares in reality? Not to mention the fact that his specific mother, who is technically my grandmother, who I just don't really care for, was kind of a bitch to me growing up because she didn't like my mom. So somehow that was my fault because she hated my mom. I have to say this woman was a piece of fucking work. She just decided who she hated and who she liked. And if she like hated you, you were just out. And if she liked you, you got everything you ever wanted in the world in front of the person that was out. And it was really kind of a mindfuck for me. And I mean, I'm not going to go into any specific detail, but this is the dynamic of what my dad grew up with. And that's why he kind of just, well, I don't know if that's why, but that's a part of the reason why I'm sure he just let me and my brother grow up with my mom and just didn't really like seem to care. It, I mean, it's hard, you guys, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, you, you try really hard to like love your family unconditionally, but when they don't want to be a part of your life, why would you want to be a part of somebody's life suddenly when, when they get older, all of a sudden they care, like, n- like, unless you come to me with a conversation piece to explain yourself or whatever, I don't want to fucking hear shit from you. And that's the way I fucking see it. And if you all out there in the podcasting world have a problem with that, that's your problem and not mine. And back to my mom, again, probably just a little bit more hardcore Christian than my dad. And my stepdad was equally just as hardcore Christian. So when I came out I won't even go into the details and all the like screaming and crying and spitting conversations that I had with my mom where she just tried to t- talk me out of it or some shit. She even took like a fucking class that was done by Focus on the Family for parents who had LGBTQ plus kids and how they could cope. And I just told my mom straight up. I was like, listen, that shit's done by Focus on the Family. That's like the most Republican conservative bullshit ever like to actually go to like PFLAG or some kind of organization that actually shows you how to accept this the like idea of the fact that your kid's fucking gay and how to come to terms with it versus your kid's gay and here's all the ways that you should pray for him because honestly that's probably how all of that shit went and Focus on the Family is one of the most hateful fucking organizations That I know of. And we just won't even go into that any further. I can't with that bullshit. But so that's the dynamic of my relationship with my mother. So once I came out of the closet, what was once a very close relationship dissolved into nothing. My mom actually told me one year with my first serious boyfriend when we were making plans for the Christmas season. And this is honestly, you guys, probably why I segued with this theme for that specific episode. Being that it was the holiday and Christmas season... It was because on a Christmas, my mom told me with my very first serious boyfriend that we were allowed to come over for Christmas, but we were not allowed to be in her house as a couple, as if she was actually expecting us to renounce that we were gay and a couple if we walked through the door. Like, that's not a fucking exaggeration or a joke or an embellishment. That was all real. There's a lot of shit that I could tell you that it just, the relationship is not good. But despite all of this bad blood that's between my parents and me, I still love them. They're my fucking parents. But at the same time, I don't really have any desire to vest any sort of a relationship with either one of them because of all of the fuckery and all the bullshit that they've put me through. Listen, I don't give a fuck what my kid ends up being. Even if he ends up being something that I completely 100% can't handle, I'm still going to love him unconditionally, regardless of his beliefs or what he does or anything. All of it. It's That's my kid. That's my son. I don't give a shit. And that's what I kind of had hoped that my parents would come to terms with, but just never fucking did. But <laughs> with all that doom and gloom aside, in an ironic twist shortly after the fucking episode debuted. Now, here's the thing. I don't know specifically if my parents have caught wind of the show and or listen to it, because honestly, my mom doesn't have any sort of social media. My stepdad and my real dad have both been blocked from my social medias because they're both very hardcore Republican and during the Trump slash Hillary elections and all the shit that they both posted on a regular basis, I just couldn't deal with their shit anymore. So I blocked them both, to be honest, because I was just so sick of seeing all of that fucking ridiculous BS. So whether or not they know that I have the show, I don't know. But for all I know, they might both be listening to the show, but on a complete and total ironic twist of fate, after that specific episode debuted where I talked about how I prefer to spend my holiday seasons with my chosen family versus my actual family. My dad suddenly reached out to me and was like basically wishing me a Merry Christmas. Now keep in mind, you guys, my dad doesn't even text me happy birthday. None of it like completely. The epitome of distant daddy, that is this individual. So the fact that he actually like wished me a merry christmas I was like what the fuck is going on here so of course I replied and then it was followed up by him giving me the information that he was engaged getting married and then wait for it you guys are you ready can you feel it he actually fucking asked me to be his goddamn best man this is a complete and total shock to me because you guys listen I'm the fucking black sheep of the fucking family I'm the gay one I'm the one that they are all completely ashamed of. Weird part too, on a side note, is every time I do rarely see my dad is all he ever fucking talks about is my little brother that I don't really know because he had like a second wife. They got married. They lived in Napa. We just never really saw them much growing up at all whatsoever. And apparently he's super Christian too. So of course, every time I did see my dad, that's all I ever fucking heard about was Andrew this, Andrew that, Andrew, Andrew, Andrew. He's the greatest thing ever. So the fact that he asked me to be his best man is a complete and total shock I thought for sure that Andrew would be his fucking best man. There's no doubt about it in my mind. Something's up here. And I I, I don't know if it's because he heard the show. I, I don't know what's going on. Maybe because my dad's getting remarried. Maybe he's changing. I don't know. What the fuck? But, like, I was actually reaching out to a friend about this. And he was like, fuck that shit. Tell him no. And I thought about it for a little bit. But, like, there's a part of me that just... I don't want to hurt his feelings. He's getting older. And I honestly put myself in his shoes. If I asked my son to be my best man and he said no, I would be fucking devastated. So I just told him that I'd do it. So we're supposed to have lunch actually tomorrow as of this recording. And I'm supposed to meet his fiance. And we're supposed to go over all the details, blah, 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 etc. And you guys... I have to be honest. I don't even fucking know how I'm going to do like the best man's speech because I don't know anything about my fucking dad. Like, what am I supposed to say? Stand up with my glass of like sparkling cider because guaranteed the wedding will be dry. And I'm going to say this is to the man who is single handedly responsible for making me the biggest slut of all time because He's the sole reason why I seek out the attention of any man that will give it to me and the sole reason why I am a complete and total slut and sit on dick after dick after dick after dick. And dad, good luck to you and your wife in your future. I mean, I I don't even know what I'm supposed to fucking say. Thank God I'm a fucking writer and I can probably come up with something Oh, God, we'll see. So I hope that clarified just a little bit more for all of you that the really estranged relationship that I have with my family is not a good one. So therefore, why would I not fucking spend the holiday season with my chosen family who actually open-armed embraces me for who I truly am? (laughs) So next up, we've got the one that I think actually kind of annoys me more than any of these others in regards to the fact that this is one of those things that I just kind of keep announcing over and over and over again to a place where I'm kind of like getting on my own nerves, but it's just like, I want you guys to fucking see this shit and participate. And then when you hear about it, you don't fully get it. And I feel like maybe I'm just not doing a good enough job explaining and then, like, I'm getting bombarded by all these questions about how to do this, how, to, like, blah, 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 whatever. And this is what we're calling the Running Your Mouth with Ronnie show that's coming your way on Tuesday to 22-22. Get it? Tuesday to 22-22. <laughs> I did that shit on purpose. But, okay, guys, new show, show number two. It's the only difference between this and that is that I'm taking this very same deranged, big, like misguided attempt at a bold personality and just pairing it with an individual and or guest each and every week and just see if they're even capable of running their mouth with Ronnie. (laughs) But the, the great part about the dynamic of this show is that I'm taking my messy, unprofessional ass and interviewing people who, may or may not be 100% professional and just seeing how that entire dynamic fucking flows. So it's going to be a lot of fun. You guys, there's so many amazing guests on the lineup. Recordings already started. And just if you want to know more, just go onto my website, com. That's R-A-O-N-I-Washburn.com. And just take a look. You'll figure it out. You'll find it. And that's the last time... I plan on explaining that in specific. The other thing that I'm continuously having to explain for myself is the new newsletter that is officially dropping. Well, actually, by the time this episode specifically airs, it's officially already gone. But here's the thing, you guys. You have to subscribe to the newsletter. You get an email once a month, and it's got all kinds of good, amazing shit. Couple things that I'm getting from people who just don't get what this is. Number one is the fact that it's actually a blog, but when you get the email, it's not actually a blog. It's just the preface of what you can expect. And then you can click the button if you want to continue reading it. But it's kind of like one of those situations where you write like a blog entry and it's like a cliffhanger, like they leave you hanging, like to be continued. And then you have to actually click the button. In order to move forward, But the best part about this fucking newsletter is that you're gonna get all this fucking bonus content on reviews, events, anything that you could think of that's gay. I have plans to do, like, sex toy reviews. Like, I, like, give my personal opinion on specific brands of poppers, which ones are good and which ones you should steer clear from. And just any and all things that you could think of gay, will be exposed in this A Gay in the Life of Ronnie newsletter. So the blog actually shows up on my website, so you could read the blog whenever you fucking want, but you can only get this extra special bonus content that really is kind of the good juicy shit from the newsletter. It's nowhere else. That's it. Unless you get it emailed to you, you will not have access to it at all. What? So, Ever, I'm really hoping that this is just a little bit more clear. So what you have to do in order to subscribe cuz this is the part two to all the inquiries I'm getting on this cuz for some reason I keep saying subscribe and nobody's getting it. Oh god, it's, get, it's just painful sometimes. You know, I you know, I listen, I do all of this shit for you guys. <laughs> so just fucking pay attention. So go to my website, which is once again, Ronnie Washburn Com. That's R-A-O-N-I Washburn.com. There you'll find anything that you need to know in regards to this. Click the Networks tab. It'll pop up a page. There's a button that says subscribe. You put your name, your email, and you're good to go. Uh, so at the time of this recording, the first one hasn't officially dropped yet. So you... <laughs> I mean, you're not going to hear this specific message telling you to hurry up and subscribe now. But if you don't want to miss the second installment to the newsletter for February, you just need to go through the motions of subscribing now. That's RonnieWashburn.com, Or you can go to any one of my socials and it's in the link and bio. So subscribe to a gay in the life of Ronnie and get all that extra special juicy gay shit. One of the biggest mistakes that I think I made early on in the show was actually mentioning that I had a fucking boyfriend or even bringing him up in any individual or specific episode. Because once the boyfriend lid gets opened, all of a sudden, you fucking vultures just go full on full circle and want to know any and all things about him. And (laughs) he was very fucking... Quiet, private, like, didn't like the spotlight at all whatsoever. So I did my very best to keep it as vague as possible. But, like, that was that specific struggle it was, like, continuously, like, dodging all of those things that you all wanted to know about him. And honestly, what is the deal with people just wanting to know about your boyfriend when you're in some sort of a, like, public eye situation. Like, I just don't get like, I don't give a shit about like (laughs) any celebrities, boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever. I don't care. So I just don't get that journey for you guys. So if anyone can clarify that or re-expose that to me, that would be fucking great. But once we broke things off, like, I don't know, like, what was it like eight episodes back or something like that? couple months back in the month of October of 2021 and I announced it and actually to be honest with you I and like how I did it was super genius like I didn't tell not one person in my life that we broke up and I waited to like just drop that information in a full-on episode dedicated that like that was the first that I had said it and then I started talking about it with like people in my life. It's sort of funny too, because like I kind of knew, I don't know if you guys are watching the new sex in the city. It's the, and just like that or whatever sh- on HBO. And I have to say as a side note, I actually kind of am enjoying the show. It's pretty fucking good. But the thing that I love the most about like, I think it was like the first or second episode is that Carrie's like now on a podcast So she was a writer and now she's on a podcast, which is like a mirror of my fucking life. But also she's like, there's like a line where she's walking with one of her friends and she's like, did you listen to the show? And like, I think it was Miranda No, or who, what's the other, what's the redhead's name? Oh yeah, Miranda. (laughs) I don't even fucking know. She's like, no, no, I just don't have time. I don't listen to the show. And she's like, none of my friends listen to my show. And honestly, I just laughed out loud because that's the entire fucking dynamic of my situation. It's like not one of my fucking friends listens to my show. Actually, there's a couple, but like my closest friends, they don't listen. (laughs) They're like, we just get you all the time. So like, why would we listen to all the stories that we've heard over and over again from you? which is a pretty valid point, but I just had to like chuckle a little bit when I saw that because it was like, oh my God, that's so my life. But anyway, back to what I was talking about. (sighs) The, what the fuck was I talking about? Oh, (laughs) I like sidetracked. So basically this was sort of my ploy, so to speak, to get my friends to fucking listen to the goddamn show Because that's the only way that they would get the information in regards to how and why I broke things off with my now ex. (laughs) Actually, one friend specifically was like dying to know why he kept texting me over and over. Like, what the fuck happened? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And I just kept sending him like a link to the fucking episode. (laughs) I'm such a bitch. But like, so when that whole thing kind of came full circle... And we actually did break things off. Then suddenly, all of the questions, comments, and concerns from you, the listeners, shifted from wanting to know about my boyfriend to suddenly wanting to know why I broke things off with my boyfriend. And here's the deal, you guys whatever happened between he and I, that's between us. Listen, I'll expose just about anything on this show, but like respecting other people's privacy, that's between us. And I'm so sorry, and I'm, you know, it's just not coming out. It's not happening, and I'll never talk about it. Actually, I probably shouldn't say that. I might at some point in the future. (laughs) But the wound is still fresh and open. So just fucking forget about it. Not talking about it. Not going to reply. It's just, it's over, okay? We're done. We're moving on. But then, once that dust settled, then it kind of shifted into the next few episodes, me talking about having to get back on like the apps and dating and how I find myself suddenly dating when I didn't really mean for it to be that way, like whatever. And then like, you know, the episode where I focused on how I typically jump from one relationship right back to the next, fully acknowledging that I know that that's a very unhealthy behavior. So then I got a few people who decided to come for me in regards to Saying like, if you know that is a negative thing about yourself, then why are you doing it? And why would you do that? And why do you continue to talk about it? And why episodes later, you're still talking about going on dates. You're still ta- Listen, this show, once again, is called My Gay Expose. And I don't give a flying fuck what any of you negative bitches out there think. And that's it. I can date. I will do me in any way that I see fit. And if I want to, like, get into a serious relationship with somebody tomorrow, then I fucking will. But I totally shouldn't. <laughs> so can we please just fucking lay that one to rest for fuck's sake? It crazy part about all of this is ever since I broke things off with my boyfriend, that episode moving forward, the numbers have, like, quadrupled. So clearly, this single life that I'm living is really all you guys want to hear about, and then of course, there's the most recent inquiry of all of you who just have to know what the fuck I did, and I in, in truth be told, I did leave you guys on a little bit of a cliffhanger on this one, so I get it. So in last week's episode, I actually recorded out of a hotel room. And the crazy part is that I did it kind of back to back with a few other episodes simultaneously because of the timeline. So basically, long story short, what ended up happening was I came home from work one day, walked into my house after like feeling really sick and figuring out that I was actually negative from COVID. And it was just because I had gotten a flu shot and my last doctor's appointment And it made me super sick. And so fortunately, I was like, oh, thank God I'm not, they don't have COVID, whatever. Dodged that fucking bullet. Like got through those couple days of like feeling really shitty. And then went to work one day, came home and found my roommate face down in his bed, full on, full blown, cold and flu-like symptoms. He looked like hell. And he told me that he basically tested positive for COVID. And I freaked the fuck out. So in last week's episode, if you've heard, or if you haven't yet, go back and listen through. Actually, like, went in my room, packed a bag, booked a hotel, and just got the fuck out of there. Because, like, as I stated last week, I am in a kind of a work situation where I can't get sick at all whatsoever. Because my specific position, if I don't show up, the place just doesn't open because all the other employees are just far too new. So I just couldn't risk it. I like, there's no fucking way. So I was just like, I can't get sick. Oh my God, I can't get sick. So I just booked a fucking hotel and that's where I recorded the episode last week. And as I sat there recording, I was like thinking in my head towards the tail end of the recording session. What the fuck am I going to do? Where am I going to go? Like, I don't even know where I'm going to sleep tomorrow. Like, those thoughts were actually going through my mind. So I know all of you are wondering, like, what did I do? How did I get through? Like, where, like, whatever. So here's the, <laughs> is your roommate okay? All Like, all kinds of crazy things. So yes, yeah, so, like, I, the thing I did forget to mention, which I guess I just sort of automatically assumed you all would know, is that my roommate was vaccinated. So... We're both vaccinated. So basically it's, it was one of those situations where it was just a matter of getting sick and spreading the virus. It wasn't like the option to die. wasn't really there, even though there are very rare cases where some of these Omicron variant recipients are actually dying, even though they have vaccines. It's very, very, very few and far between. And usually there's some other sort of like situation in their bodies. That's creating the death, but like, so that dynamic wasn't there. Cause I got a couple of messages from people who were like concerned about him dying. <laughs> I'm like, listen, no, I was going to make a really like tasteless joke right there, but I'll just move forward. <laughs> we have, I love my roommate. We do have a really good relationship, but I was going <laughs> to anyways, moving on. So <clears throat> basically like, he was supposed to be in quarantine for 10 days. So I got that hotel for the night, recorded all of these episodes back to back because I just didn't know where I was going to go from that moment moving forward. Didn't really know what to do. I reached out to a few friends and it literally was falling into like Christmas week. So it was like everybody either had plans, was busy, or were kind of freaking out because the news was just starting to get serious about the like, recent outbreak of the Omicron variant. And so everybody was kind of, like, flipping out. And I was like, hey, can I come sleep on your couch? And they were like, um, you need to take a pos like a, like, a test to make sure that you're not positive first. Before you come to, I'm like, oh, God, okay, fine, fine. So I didn't really know what to do. So after the initial, like, freak out moment kind of settled in, and I had to get serious and look at the rest of my week and realize that my roommate had 10 days to two weeks to quarantine, and I didn't know what I was supposed to do, I did a little bit of research and found out that there is the possibility for one person to actually coexist with somebody who's positive and not get the virus. So this is what I did. I actually like grabbed a box of gloves, like those little gloves that you put over your hands that we had at work for like safety precaution and like brought them home. And really what I did was just kind of secluded myself in my fucking room. Honestly, it was really good because it got a lot of fucking writing done, (laughs) but like I literally spent the rest of that quarantine period with my roommate locked away in my room And he was, like, doing his due diligence as well by, like, kind of locking himself away. We really only, like, he came out. I even, like, would bring him home food because it was, like, my way of saying, like, stay out of the kitchen. (laughs) Just, like, stay in your fucking room. Shut the door and leave me alone. And I honestly, like, I'd mask up, glove up just to use the restroom. There was, like, I bought some sanitizer wipes to, like, wipe Everything down in the bathroom, doorknobs, light switches, toilet handles, all of it. And I just was overly obsessively freaking the fuck out. I even like slept in my room with the window open and the heater on full blast just so that there was like, like wind blowing through my room so that it wasn't like a closed up situation. I don't even think I had to go that far, but it was just for my own personal like ease of my mind because I just didn't want to. Oh God, get it. And I've tested at least four times. And I know that's a little excessive, but he is officially back to work, tested negative. So he's good to go. And I'm officially out of the woods. And I, you guys did not get the virus at all whatsoever. And you know, what's funny is like, I think initially I sort of was like, Oh, fuck. I got to go stay with friends. I got to get out of this house. But then the Omicron variant was becoming like a very real thing in that specific time frame. So I think everybody else was kind of freaking out too. So it really would have kind of been a bad idea to couch surf, if you think about it, because like, I don't know if they had it just as much as my roommate didn't know that he had it. So... Oh God, it's just one of those things that it just kind of like blew up in my face. And fortunately, it all worked itself out. I got a little too cozy with my room. (laughs) I did go a little stir crazy. I went out on a couple of runs just to get out of the fucking house. So it ended up being a pretty beneficial week. I got a lot of fucking work done. So there we go. So to answer all of your questions, that's how I spent the last 10 plus two weeks since you heard from me last. So we're all in the clear. Everybody's negative in my household as we speak. You guys, I saved this one for last because <laughs> this was most definitely the biggest fucking clusterfuck I think that I've ever encountered in my Gay Expose podcast history. The Dear Gays on Grinder episode definitely sparked a lot of back and forth backlash slash controversy slash praise and adoration. It really was very bipolar in response. (laughs) But on a good note or a positive note, it is being praised by specific people who listen to this show regularly, saying that it is probably hands down the best episode of season two, quote unquote. That's somebody who I am quoting, (laughs) who is actually kind of a tough cookie in regards to being impressed by any sort of podcasting or show. So that's kind of a big deal. So if you haven't yet, go back into the Dear Gaze on Grinder episode and find out what all of us is about. But let's get into all the bullshit that everybody seems to throw my way shortly following the debut of this episode. So I briefly touched on this when I re exposed last, which I think was a couple, like three episodes ago, maybe. I don't know, because we've done just a little bit of different bullshit because of all of this, like COVID, Omicron, hotel bullshit, et cetera. So we have been off of our regularly scheduled routine, but I talked about the guy who actually like came for me saying that he actually hit me up about a year and a half ago on Grinder, And we were like exchanging like messages back and forth. And he said that like many of the things that I said on the episode, I did like things that I was saying or telling people not to do that I actually did myself. And I was like, first of all, I don't know who you are. And I actually had to like kind of go through like his profile. I'm Like I didn't recognize him at all. Now keep in mind, I do see a lot of people chat with a lot of guys on Grindr, fuck a lot of guys on Grindr, etc. But like, I just really didn't recognize this guy. So uh, there's a part of me that feels like he's full of shit. But I I don't know. Maybe there's a possibility. There are many times where I hook up and I'm like fucking blacked out. So there is a very strong possibility that maybe I was actually chatting with him. I don't know. But like, he kind of like came for me in a sense. And I was like, he was giving me specific examples. And I was just like, okay, whatever, whatever, whatever. And then he also went through the motions of saying things such as like, like there was one, like in the episode, I specifically said that like I didn't appreciate people who wouldn't show their face, who had like discreet photos who wouldn't give up pics, and I'm like, I'm not gonna go to your place and fuck you if you're not gonna show me your fucking face because what if you're not cute? And he called me like superficial, and like you guys, there's so many different variables involved with grinder. We all get it's a fucking mental mind fuck. It's like toxic. It's like all the things that create insecurities and all of us are just in abundance on the fucking app. We all get that. We all know that. We all see that. It's there. But like we all do some of the things or have done some of the things that we know that we're not supposed to or are are not going to do. Let me play devil's advocate here for you for just a moment. Some really, let's just say, for example, a really unattractive guy that you're so not into. And I won't say specifics because I don't want to offend anybody out there, but just, just say the actual opposite of your type hits you up and wants to chat. What do you do? Like for me, I don't want to chat back because like, I don't want to talk to them because I'm not interested, but at the same time, I don't want to upset them or offend them. So is it now my job to respond this is this shit that we have to kind of pick apart and evaluate because to me it's a little bit less of a blow if you just completely ignore them than it is if you just start to talk to them and then ignore them or you know it's just like what like what what the fuck do you want from me? What what does this guy want from me? <laughs> it's like this guy who's coming for me. Like literally like you, you can't you can't be into every guy that hits you up on grinder. That's just a fact of fucking life. I'm just saying, stop doing all the annoying fucking ridiculous bullshit things that have been going on since 2009 and just go fuck yourself. (laughs) But that being said, what is kind of crazy is after the episode kind of debuted, got a lot of messages that are like, you know, kind of in different areas and different topics and geared into different specific related subjects that I t- tackled in that specific episode. I started to realize as I maneuvered through grinder after the fact that I kind of do do some of the things that I was telling everyone not to do. <laughs> you guys listen, it's really hard to maneuver through this grinder journey now that I'm like on this show because it's like I can't just say like have a conversation with any and everyone because I don't know their intentions. I have to sit back and evaluate things. And if people aren't going to like put their best foot forward and go all in, then I can't do it either. It's just, it's a liability. There's too much at stake. And if you don't fucking understand that, that's your fucking problem. But like, we all have to figure out how to maneuver through Grindr the best way that we can. Listen, I don't want to offend, upset, or put anyone in a situation where they're struggling with an insecurity because of me. Like, that's not my intention. But like, what are you supposed to do when someone hits you up that you so don't want to talk back to? What do you do? Like, you tell me. I want this guy to re-message me back and tell me what he would do in that scenario. And then we can have a fucking uh, conversation. But you guys, seriously... All of those things that I said on the show, I stand by for sure, 100%. But I am kind of acknowledging now that I've like listened through and had a couple of people try and call me out that maybe I'm not as innocent as I thought that maybe I was. I think I was just trying to prepare content for the show. And there are many times where guys will hit me up. And then it's just hard because, okay, check it out. So like, for example, like Jack specifically, like, I don't pay for any of my apps. They're all free. So I don't see when people see my, like, profile or look at me. Like, I can't see any of that information because I think you have to pay for that shit, right? Or at least on most of them. I think you can see, like, the last person on Grinder, But, like, some of the other ones, you can't tell if the person's actually looked at your message or not unless you pay. And I refuse to fucking pay for any one of those fucking apps. So therefore, I don't know if I've looked at their message, if they've seen that I've looked at their message. So I just, it's just it's just that whole dynamic of just trying to figure out how to maneuver through without being offensive, without pissing people off. And you're not gonna please everyone. So yes, it might be just a little bit more difficult to maneuver now that I'm in the fucking public eye. But here's the thing, just be respectful. Just do your thing And just fuck all of you. (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) Oh, and if you haven't yet, go back and listen to Dear Gaze on Grinder. do we learn today boys and girls ladies and gentlemen gays and straights tops or bottoms gender fluid and non-binary transgender and questioning well i'd like to think that we learned a whole hell of a lot or at least we learned five different lessons that if you still don't understand then that's your homework to go back through and figure it out for yourself <laughs> totally kidding but you guys Listen, I love all the messages. I love the fact that you love my show. I love the fact that I'm hearing from people. So that's a blessing in itself, even the hateful shit. So keep it all coming. I look forward to it each and every day that I wake from my bed. And if you think that this is like it, this is even, this is not even anywhere close to what I have in store for this show moving forward. And with that, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts. And follow on Spotify. And don't forget to turn on those notifications so that you can catch win of each and every episode of My Gay Exposé Podcast right when it drops. And give me a fucking five-star rating on Apple. And by the way, did you know that you can do that now on Spotify too? <laughs> so do that too. Follow on Instagram at exposing My gay and take a look at my website, which includes my new blog, A Gay in the Life of Ronnie, as well as all of my written work. And in addition to my new newsletter that you have to subscribe to. (laughs) But all of that information is disclosed on the website at RonnieWashburn.com. That's R-A-O-N-I Washburn.com. And don't forget to join us next week. For another messy, salacious, and relatable episode with me exposing my gay, I'm Ronnie Washburn, and I will re-expose with you next time.